Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast, where adventure meets inspiration. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany. I'm Kim. And I'm Jamal. Together, we explore international destinations, hike epic national parks, and share unforgettable travel experiences with you, one passport stamp at a time. Our mission is to inspire you to travel by showing you how you can make it work no matter your budget, schedule, or experience level. We bring you along so that you can laugh, get excited, and start planning your own trip. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And get ready to embark on a new adventure with us around the globe. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, squaddies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad Podcast. This episode is a very, very special episode as we have it launching here August 15th, making this officially four years since we launched the very first Travel Squad Podcast episodes back in 2019. Wow, I can't believe it's been four years. I mean, when you said that, Jamal, like it's launching on the anniversary day. I just couldn't believe it. We took so much time setting up this podcast. It was a lot of work and we've come so far. We've grown so much and we started this podcast for fun. And I'm so excited to see how it continues to evolve and grow in the upcoming years. We thought we knew so much about travel when we started the podcast and we've learned so much along the way. And we've been so excited to share all of our knowledge with you guys. But what I think I love the most is that we've grown a really good community of squatties and we love to hear from you guys and engage with you. So keep all of that coming because we love that. We've done anniversary episodes like this before, but four years just feels really, really good. It's been a good last year. Like you said, Britt, we have developed, grown and cultivated an amazing community of squatties. We have opportunities coming our way that we never foresaw when we set out to do this, we're kind of becoming legit podcasters and it feels really good. And it's funny too, we were on our last trip in Banff and we were like, remember when we said we were going to run out of content one day? Yes. That's never going to fucking happen. And the podcast is better than it's ever been. And I love this. We're at four years and I'm so excited to just celebrate it. Well, I'm not trying to take away from four years because it is a big accomplishment. But if we feel this way at four, imagine at five when we get to there. And that trajectory for us personally, travel wise, of course, for our squaddies, our engagement, plus the great tips and content we give to them. Like, I'm really, really excited to see it. But yes, four, what a huge, huge accomplishment. And I can't believe all that we've done in this past four years. Yes, and before we get into the episode, we have an exciting announcement to make. We are doing a giveaway to celebrate our four years, so stay tuned to find out how to enter and to find out what we're giving away. So let's go back a little bit in history. You know, I, I am a context person. I love to look backwards and, you know, thinking about where we started I don't know why the hell you guys agreed to do this because this was some crazy talk in the back of a plane heading to Mexico City. Like, we travel so much. We always travel together. We should start a podcast. Like, why did you guys agree to do this with me? Well, we were all drunk at Nicole's wedding (laughs) in Mexico City, and I think it was a little bit of that liquid courage. And then we were all hyping each other up and our own egos like, yeah, we're fucking cool. People want to hear our stories. Let's do it. And we have great content to give them, not even just in our stories, but good advice, solid tips, etc. And so I think we had that liquid courage. But once that liquid courage faded and we're like, oh, shit, we all agreed to this. We really (laughs) stuck to it. 
it and we're like, yeah, we're going to put this into fruition. We're going to make it happen. And that we did. But, you know, it's one of those things I'm glad I didn't know or maybe all of us didn't know really how much effort goes into it. Because I think if we did know that, we probably may have been like, eh, let's maybe not do it. This is a big bite to chew. Yeah. And I really think it comes down to your idea, Kim. Like you really were the one where like, we can do this. We want to hear different types of podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're like, I'm not impressed with what I hear in the travel industry. And we went to Nicole's wedding in June of 2019. And we came back and immediately started laying the groundwork and the foundation. And it took us a solid like two to three months just for setup and like buying our all of our equipment, figuring out what type of episodes we were going to launch, what type of audience we wanted to promote to, all of those sorts of things. And then we wanted to drop with four episodes. for, And so even just the prep for that took a lot of time. I remember us recording the Kauai episode and then all four of us thought we needed to sit down and edit it, which was like the biggest mistake because <laughs> we each have our own opinions. And so it just takes so much longer to edit when it's like four people versus just like one person saying, Hey, I'm just going to take charge of this because we have so much other things to focus on. So we could split up and divide all of those pieces. Well, you forgot to mention even too, with that Kauai episode, we recorded it, thought it was a good one. And then it was one of our first ones that we launched when we were recording the first four in batches and it didn't even record. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we had that going with us too. And we're just like, well, what a setback, but we persevered on. I just want to say her wedding was in June, 2019. And yet somehow we launched in August, 2019. So in that short two month time, like, Again, we still learn to this day, of course, but we had a lot of learning to do. And in those first few episodes, I still think they're golden. I think they're great. But oh, yeah. you can kind of see that trajectory that we've even had personally in terms of how we create a podcast. And then, of course, COVID hit. Yeah. What a time to start a travel podcast when there is no travel allowed. And that's the furthest thing from people's minds. We saw our numbers dip and we started panicking a little bit. And we were like, oh, what are we going to do how can we do this? But I'm so glad we stuck with it because I love looking at our charts of downloads and you see that drop during COVID and then you just see it go up and up and up and up. And that just shows that people want to travel. They need tips. They need advice. And I'm so excited for some of the other episodes we're going to record today because I have some myths to break and some tips to give and it's going to continue through year five. And if you guys all know, we started with four co-hosts and so Zaina did end up leaving the podcast to focus on her own venture. And that was another thing that was like, how are we going to continue as the Travel Squad podcast when one of our squad members is gone? But we stuck with it. We continue to laugh and make fun of freakouts and go and, on trips. <laughs> and invite other people and make them honorary squaddies, really. Like, we started traveling with other people as well. So it wasn't just always the four of us. And so we still were considered a travel squad in our own way. I think all three of us make a solid squad. I mean, I hearken back and listen to our old episodes when we were four. And, you know, since Zaina has left to focus on her own personal business ventures, which is originally why she left in the first place, it's not like we hadn't taken a trip with her. I mean, we had Ecuador, a few other things like that, too. So, you know, it, it was obviously an amicable thing in that sense. But we had to change our whole model, so to speak. But us three still make a solid squad with the honorary squaddies who travel with us. I totally agree. 
And behind the scenes, there was a lot going on in our personal lives. Kim took on a second job for a portion of time. Jamal started his own business. I had a job as a director. I decided I didn't like that. I completely quit my corporate nine to five job and kind of went rogue and (laughs) started something else. And so along the way, you know, we're producing this consistent podcast and you don't see the things behind the scenes, all of the things that we're doing in our personal lives that also make it somewhat difficult, but also still rewarding because like when we went on this last trip to Banff, it was just so nice to have a break from like our everyday lives and just like reconnect and have a great trip. And it was such a good one to to reconnect over too. And then Kim moved away. She moved away from San Diego to Austin a year ago and we went semi-virtual. So we still are meeting up like we are today and we are batch recording episodes. That's the one great thing like for all, for anyone that's looking to make a podcast batch record your episodes it makes it so much easier but some of the time we do interviews or sometimes it just doesn't lend itself that we can all meet up all of the time so we are semi-virtual and do record things semi-virtual at times I gotta say it feels good to be in person with you guys back in our OG recording studio OG recording studio our kitchen and dining room here (laughs) I love it with the headphones on our own personal mics versus when we're doing virtual Brittany and I are sharing the Yeti you have your Yeti it's just a whole different vibe and uh, you're right it does feel good and I'm just so proud of you two sitting in front of me Everybody listening on the other end of this speaker, we've hit over 200,000 downloads on our podcast episodes. This year in particular, we were soaring with downloads. Like every week we were checking it and sending each other screenshots like, oh my God, have you guys seen this? Like people love it. And some of you don't. And we'll talk about that later. (laughs) But it's been really, really rewarding to get messages from you all and hear that we've inspired you to take your first international trip or you're going on this trip or people inviting us to come stay in their homes like this is why we started this and I'm so so happy that we are here on that note Kim of the over 200,000 downloads to date let's give a little bit of context here of course you know we are a U.S. based podcast but traveling isn't based just in the United States and people who travel just aren't in the United States right so about 80 percent of our listenership is here but in terms of other countries where people are listening to us finding value I mean we're seeing Canada Australia UK Mexico New Zealand just as some of those top ones so it makes me feel really good and you squatties should know too worldwide people are getting (laughs) our information and putting our tips into practice to make you guys better more savvy travelers and also living vicariously so to speak and getting inspiration for your own travels through us and that makes us all feel really good we're 60 percent female strong baby yeah love that and most of you guys listening are 28 to 59 Love seeing the stats on you where, you know, we are creeping on you. Yeah, we look at those ones and, you know, I most, as you said, Brittany, correct, 28 to 59. But I saw that stat where we're almost 25% in that 45 to 59 range. So it makes us me feel really good. Like the generation before us is enjoying our content just as well. And it very much follows reality because whenever we go on trips, Jamal finds the older couples and BFFs instantly. I don't know. I've always just had that knack. Maybe it goes back to my waiting days at Denny's when I used to be a waiter at Denny's in high school and a little bit afterwards. And uh, the old people just always loved me and had some sort of knack. You're very charming. I, I try to be, try to be. 
And our top episodes that we've produced are our London episode, Zion, Tokyo, and Travel Tips to Travel Better. All good ones. So check them out if you have not yet. Hey, squatties. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. Hey squatties, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Travel Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. But keeping on the four-year theme here, and um, this isn't trying to just really hype us up, but just talk about the excitement of the podcast, right? We kind of want to keep that four theme going. So we're going to just talk about kind of like a few things, like our four favorite travel products for each of us, favorite episodes that we do have over these past four years, favorite international trip squad trip that we've taken national park domestic etc so we're kind of going to go run through that with you guys we're going to have a secret q a we've all come up with q a's for each other we love we've had a few episodes like that they've actually been really big hits even though they didn't make that top four episode list but they do rank high and we got lots of positive feedback and i really love those episodes too Mm -hmm. and we kind of hit each other with the secret question so that's what we kind of have in store for you guys also talking about our favorite bet or best travel hacks etc so keeping the four theme going so kim what would you say your top four travel products are they've changed over the years currently i am on my mini backpack It's big enough to hold a laptop, a pair of socks, your wallet, all that kind of stuff. But it's small enough that you can bring it and it doesn't feel bulky. But is it still big enough to pack enough underwear to shit yourself three times a day? Or I should say four times a day. Four times a day. Keep it the four. (laughs) Absolutely. 
Is this the backpack that you brought to BAM? I bring it everywhere. I bring it on all my trips now. It is very stylish too. I will say that. It's very cute. Very stylish. It can take place of your hiking backpack, your travel backpack, your purse slash backpack. It's fantastic. Well, what about the other three? Mini perfume because I like to smell good and I love just a little spritz of Marc Jacobs Daisy in the small travel size. 100%. You can get it on Amazon too. There you go. Comfy sweater, especially our new Travel Squad podcast, merch sweater. It's so cozy, so comfy, perfect for plane travel when it gets cold. And then lastly, a snap hook clip. If you guys can imagine this, they're like oval shaped. You can hook on your mini backpack, your water bottle, and that is coming in so clutch lately. Kind of like little carabiners. I was looking for the word for it. I knew you would know it. It came to my mind. It came to my mind. Carabiner. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that's what you were referring to. Those yes. things are clutch because you could attach a lot of things to a water bottle. Very recently, Brittany had a mishap where her portable airplane pillow, neck pillow, fell off of her backpack in transit in the airport Did somewhere. We've it? lost yeah. it. Oh, no. And so we could have used that little carabiner on there mm-hmm. and hooked it to her backpack because that's actually where it was. But it just fell off and it didn't have that carabiner. What about you guys? So my top four favorite travel products, my number one right now, and mine have changed over time too, are the compressible packing cubes. I mean, literally a game changer. I just saw my grandma on this trip to Lake Arrowhead for the wedding, and she was talking about the packing cubes and wanting to get them. Did she see it from the great story that you did of the compressible packing (laughs) cubes for Banff? I know Brittany's done one too, Mm -hmm. but... When we saw yours and you did that one, Brittany and I both looked at each other and we're like, oh yeah, Kim did a real, real solid story right there with those compressible packing cubes. I mean, we've been pumping them up because they are that good, but if that story didn't sell you, I don't know what will because there's no way all of that stuff can fit in a suitcase without those bags. And I used to think packing cubes just in general were just like... (laughs) okay, whatever, Mm -hmm. because I'll just fold it myself and it's still the same amount of space. But the compressible aspect where it has that second zipper, it seals it down, you can fit more in, it takes away the air. And we've done several trips now where we've actually had those where they've come in clutch to prevent us from having to either check a bag or just make us available to put more things in it in that carry-on size. Mm -hmm. And we heard about it while we were on our trip to Morocco. One of our fellow Gate One travel members was saying, oh yeah, I packed everything for our eight-day trip in Morocco, which is kind of hard to do when you go abroad sometimes, like in winter, because we went in January. And she was like, I fit everything in a carry-on because I use my compressible packing cubes. And I was like, tell me more. And she was like, yeah, it just squeezes all the air out. So I looked into them. I bought them. I posted stories on them, made Kim a believer too. Mm -hmm. One question we've gotten on them though is, does it make your clothes more wrinkly? Yes, it does. See, you know, I didn't think so because I used it for Spain and I used it when we went to Banff and I didn't think it made my clothes any more more wrinkled than it does if you were to roll them. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't make them necessarily more wrinkled, but they are going to come out wrinkled if you packed it in like I did. So... I had actually sent pictures to one of our squaddies of like, here are some of the outfits I wore after I pulled them out of the bag. And um, I didn't do any ironing. And so I was actually happy with like the results. But yeah, I mean, anytime you pack clothes into a suitcase, they are going to become somewhat wrinkled unless you're just like stacking them really pristine. But some of my other travel products that are my favorite are the portable charging bank. I always take this 
with me because you never know when you're going to need it on flights or while you're hiking or while you're driving in the car and sometimes the car charger is not charging fast enough. So that's really helpful. Shoe bags. I love shoe bags. I used to be the type of person that would just throw my shoes in a plastic bag, but these shoe bags are game changers. They're washable. They're zippable. They come in different sizes. My hiking boots can fit in them. I think Jamal's hiking boots can even fit in them as well. And it just keeps everything nice and clean. So I love that keeping my suitcase clean. And then more recently too, I've gotten some air tags that we've placed in our checked luggage. Sometimes I'll just put it in my carry-on in case we're the last people to board and they make us check our luggage anyways, but it just gives me security and peace of mind. Like, oh yeah, my luggage made it. Or, you know, hopefully this never happens, but if it doesn't make it, then I can find out where is my luggage. Yeah, the air tags are really, really clutch. My four, you know, Brittany had a few of them when I saw her list here, so I didn't want to do a lot of you know, repeats on them because I love the shoe bags as well, the compressible packing cubes. But one thing that I am going to put here as really a repeat because it is so clutch is that portable charging bank for your phone. I mean, you need that with you, especially when you're traveling for the reasons Brittany had mentioned. They do come in clutch. Love them. Another thing, and I guess this is more specifically if you're going to be going international, it's going to be the electrical adapters that you have. We use a brand, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it's called Orei, spelled O-R-E-I, but basically every plug that you can imagine for any different type that they have, you know, Australian plugs, UK, African, Middle East, you know, US ones, etc. So it gives you all of that. Not only that, it will actually change the voltage for you because, you know, we have a different voltage here. This adapter will also change the, it to the appropriate voltage so you don't ruin your electronic items. And on top of that, what I think makes this one really, really clutch. So do go check it out. I think we have it linked to our Amazon just as well. But why I love this is because then it also turns into like a little power surge. So not only does it just fit in the wall, it has a cord that really makes it a surge and you can fit multiple things in there. And I think that comes in really, really clutch. Amazon Fire Stick. When we're getting Airbnbs, you know, when you're unwinding after a day, you don't know if wherever you're staying is going to have anything for you. Instead of having to watch it on your phone, you can just plug it in, catch up to where you are, look at it on your profile, not have to worry about signing in your profile on somebody else's, remembering, do I need to sign out, etc. So really, really clutch with the Amazon Fire Stick. And we hype this one up all the time. Collapsible cooler comes in clutch we brought it to banff we brought it many a places it saves a ton of money when you use it in terms of you know i can pack yogurt fruit drinks etc so i would say those are my top four on the travel products and if you go to our website travelsquadpodcast.com we have a shop section and it links our amazon shop with all of these items in it so definitely if you're hearing about any of these and you're like oh where do i find it go take a look there I am glad the collapsible cooler made it on the list because that is the MVP product of the year. It really <laughs> is the MVP product. And I was like, all right, I have to list this. And it really is one of my top four because we use it all the time when we can. But off of the products, let's talk a little bit more about specific podcast stuff and more particularly trips. You know, we have listed on here to talk about our favorite squad trips that we've taken right off the bat let's go with international because sometimes international is just a little bit more exciting than domestic right or at least we think that in our minds so what's been your favorite squad trip internationally that we've taken ladies this might be unpopular opinion but i'm gonna say dubai 
we did have a really good time in Dubai. Like even though we were there for only two days, we packed a lot in and it was a lot of fun. We were pedal to the metal. We went 3 a.m., get on the camels, get out there on the dunes, ride the camels, get the breakfast buffet. Then we went water park. Then we went nine course tasting dinner, Hakazan, literally. Uh, we literally, you know, we talk Hakazan <laughs> all the time. We really made it to Hakazan this time in Dubai. That no is for joke. sure. And it, it lived up to the hype. I thought it was a great trip. And, you know, people, when we say we went to Lebanon, we went to Dubai, they're like, how was Dubai? How was Dubai? And we kind of like give it a little uh, uh, whatever. But in reflecting, I think it was an amazing 48 hours. It was an amazing 48 hours. And I think that just goes to show in terms of, I guess, of course, what you do, but who you're with, right? It was OG squad. Zayna was there. We all had collectively had a good time. And I think you undersold that breakfast buffet, Kim, because you said breakfast buffet and sometimes they're just whatever. I mean, this was literally in Bedouin style tents in the desert, on the dunes, traditional style breakfast after the sunrise camel ride. That and was that, a whole experience in and of itself. It was. And we weren't even expecting it. We were just going to do the camel ride. Mm -hmm. We didn't know about this amazing breakfast buffet. Even the bathroom there was super cool and beautiful as well. And I also think it's probably one of the coolest hotels we stayed in in Dubai. I mean, we spent, well, we didn't spend any money because we used, Jamal and I used points, but it was an amazing experience staying at the Atlantis in Dubai. You know, I remember when we booked it, it was like 400 bucks a night or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, we are splurging. But today I wouldn't really blink an eye at spending that much on a hotel room. We just did <laughs> recently when we went to BAM. I wonder how prices have increased since, you know, inflation. That's true. But you, to your point on Banff, Brittany, that's the going rate in Banff. In Dubai, you could find other stuff. Of course, you could find a lot more expensive stuff, but we chose to stay at a fancier place. In Banff, we didn't choose like anything fancy, fancy. That's just the going rate. So Next time we go back, it's the seven-star hotel for us. Oh, yes. The We're going to have to stay there. Includes the butler. <laughs> the butler and the golden iPad, the golden-crusted iPad that they give you to use while you're in the room. Yes, oh, we will amazing. have to do that. Well, my favorite international squad trip that we've taken is our first international squad trip. And I think it's one of your first trips out of the country other than Mexico too. Mm -hmm. And that was to Peru. And it was just an amazing experience. We, Kim and I had been hiking quite a bit. We were wanting to hike like an epic hike. Hiking the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu definitely was that. And it wasn't just about Machu Picchu itself. It was about the journey getting there and all of the ruins that we saw along the way and all of the relationships that we built with the people that were on the trip. We had a really great group. We learned a lot about travel on the trip leading up being in Cusco. And I just feel like that was one of my favorite trips to this day. I mean, that was definitely a really good one for all the reasons you just mentioned. It's definitely high on my list and maybe, maybe number one international for me too, if I like think about it, because it's really a coin flip. But for You're me, so hard to please, Jamal. It's not hard to please. <laughs> it's just like I think of sometimes a lot of the experiences that we've done, and it's just like each one has their pros, each one has their cons, and for all different reasons, right? But I settled and came to the conclusion of China for us for international and I wouldn't I, say that's settling well China. no no it's not settling but in terms of like choosing which one my number one international would be would be China for a plethora of reasons but before I get into that I just want to say I noticed how all of ours of what we chose favorite internationals included when we were a foursome squad did anyone notice that that was all with Zaina on it traveling with us too so 
I loved China because it was our first gate one experience. It was a really good price. Brittany and I are adult Disney lovers, but not on that crazy level, but we love it, <laughs> right? And we went to Shanghai Disney. That was, that fun. was fun. But not that I didn't expect much out of China, but China exceeded what I expected, so to speak, in a really, really, really awesome way. And it really opened us up to, to the guided tour aspect, which love guided tours in the right environments. China is definitely that right environment for it. Love, love, loved China. Probably will say number one international squat trip. It was a curveball when you threw that one out there in the beginning. And expectations were low. Very and you're low. right. It was an amazing trip. I remember before that trip, everyone's like, oh, where are you going on your next trip? I said, oh, China. And people will just be like, why? And, and like, I couldn't really answer it. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know. Like, it sounds like a pretty cool place to go. It was really cheap. You know, I feel like we pay like twelve, thirteen hundred a person yes. for flights. With flights. Mm -hmm. Flights, hotels, tours, all of that. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. Like, we're, we're going to China. And people are just like shaking their head <laughs> at me. And then when we went, I'm like... Oh my God, guys, you got to add China to your list. And not only that, food was bomb. Everybody oh says, oh, the food's not going to be as good as Chinese food here. They're crazy. Food was bomb. Bomb. Definitely go with gate one because they made the trip like so amazing. It, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about our favorite domestic trips as well, since we're talking about trips. I would say that my favorite domestic trip that we've taken I had two on my list because I couldn't pick. But then I saw what Kim's pick is too. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I never thought like before like Hot Springs, Arkansas would be on my list. But we had such a great time again. The town is just so quaint, so cute. There's so much to see and do in those few blocks. Plus there's the hiking out on top of that. And then getting into the Hot Springs. We met up with Cash and Ryan while we were there as well. And I just feel like an another trip where... It was jam-packed. We were there for like two days, and we could have probably used another day if we wanted to. And I would definitely go back as well. I mean, we've been talking about going back. Now that Kim is in Austin, we're talking about like, well, maybe we should fly out to Dallas because Brittany, your sister, lives in Dallas. That, that's where we originally flew last time and drove from there to Hot Springs, which wasn't very far. And now we're saying, well, should we just do the same and then Kim, Louie, all come meet us there and let's go back to Hot Springs. Hot Springs was awesome. Mm -hmm. And dig up some diamonds at the state park. Yes. If you've ever paid attention to Arkansas license plates, they have diamonds on there. That's because they have a state park that was along the way that we didn't get to go to. And we want to add that to the list. And you can Google this. This is facts. People find like high carat diamonds all the time. You get to take them. I think they're even tax free on that. They don't even tax you on what you find. And because it's on public land, you find it. It's yours. No issues whatsoever. So let's go strike it rich and oh, get yeah. some like two carat diamonds mm -hmm. out there. Two carat. We're not stopping at two. We're going four, ten. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being modest, but yes, we're going to strike it rich on that one. Another really good squad trip that we had domestically was Boise, Boise, Idaho. You would never expect that, but we had a blast there. We really did. I think my favorite part of that trip was two things, the hot springs that we went to. But then when we did the snow tubing, that was such a fun time. I don't think I've laughed so hard like doing an activity than we did going down. Kim, you're a little afraid of like heights <laughs> and like speed and things but like we were linking our tubes together we were going down like face first we were racing down we were having so much fun we were only supposed to be doing it for an hour and we used every second of that hour to go down that hill and it was so much fun 
loved Boise. I feel like when we tell people this all the time too, they're like unsuspecting spot, but you know, I would love to go back and maybe do stuff in their spring summer. Cause they had that like green belt area that you could w- walk and ride bikes along the river, but something about it in the winter landscape made it really, really nice. And I enjoyed Boise for me. It was really, really tough to choose just one. So I'm going to throw out, you know, a couple here, typical <laughs> Jamal, typical <laughs> Jamal. I usually do this. I'm going to throw out Kauai. Because mm. I loved, loved Kauai when we had gone. Such an amazing island to go to in the Hawaiian archipelago. And, you know, this is why I don't want to say I dislike Maui. But, I mean, you know, it's kind of like an ongoing thing with the podcast now <laughs> where we've even had comments of people tell me like, oh, Jamal's like a hater on Maui. And I'm like, well, if you've been to Kauai, then you're going to understand. And that was our first time, or at least my first time in Hawaii. And it's at the bar really, really high to what I compare things to. And it's an, an island and it's a lot more natural state, less developed, even though, of course, tourists do go there, but the least visited of the main four. So it kind of had all that going for it. And I would be remiss if I didn't put, you know, Grand Teton and Yellowstone. And even though that's technically three now, it's one because that it's was not one. Yeah, because it's one trip and the two national parks touch. It's all like kind of one and the same in that sense of things. Yeah. And so loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. If you haven't made your way out to Tetons and Yellowstone, do yourself a favor, American Jim. I know that you rave about Tetons and it was beautiful, but I truly think Yellowstone takes the crown, just the colors and the geysers. Like it's such a unique place. And I'm so glad we got to see it, especially right after it reopened after COVID shutdowns. We got so lucky on that trip. We got really lucky because we weren't even sure if we were going to make it. That's right. I mean, we went in June of 2020 and the national parks had been closed and it only opened up a few days before our scheduled trip. So we got lucky and there were no tourists in there. So we got a unique experience with the most probably crowded national parks in the entire U.S. chain. And we got it all to ourselves. So that was a cool experience. I agree with you. Everything about Yellowstone in terms of its geology maybe a lot more impressive and beautiful but the mountainscape that you get with like Tetons and there was still the snow and then you have that kind of like valley and meadow like all that kind of really made it and why I like Tetons but uh, yeah I mean I still love Yellowstone too but that's one trip Tetons and Yellowstone do it all together guys all right we are not going to do a question of the week segment but we are going to do a pop quiz question with each other so if you don't mind I'll kick us off and my question for you two is, what is at least one travel confession? One travel confession. Ooh, that's really tough. You know, I feel like whenever we do question segments where we haven't prepped for it, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to answer. Hmm. Let's see. I know you got something. Something juicy. Like, does it have to be embarrassing or just a confession to make? Well, I'll tell you mine if that will help. Okay, let's hear it. I never turn my phone on airplane mode. Oh, look at you. What a rebel. What a rebel. I don't even want to fly with you anymore. (laughs) As soon as we're getting close to landing, I start getting texts and I'm like, yes. I do like right as we start to land, I usually turn my airplane mode off. So I don't have it on. I have it on when we're midair, but like definitely not as we're starting to land. Interesting. Well, (laughs) Brittany didn't answer hers yet. I'm going to come up because I feel like 
not that this is a repeat question, but a question that's been asked on our questions episode. And I've answered some pretty embarrassing stuff and I'm not going to reuse that one. If you want to go ahead and hear those embarrassing things, you know, you go back and listen to those episodes <laughs> if you hadn't before, but I guess it's a confession, but maybe common knowledge, but everyone here in the squad at least knows this is that when we travel, I get poop anxiety. <laughs> and the, I, I get it because it's just like, you know, like when you're at home and not even just home, like, I mean, like home in your area, city, etc. you know, you're running an errand, you know, when you're going to be back and stuff. But, you know, when we're on hikes and it's just like, well, am I going to have to go on the trail? What are the bathrooms at the trail look like? Long <laughs> trip, um, you know, things like that. I just kind of get that anxiety a little bit i'm just like oh and i feel like more in my head like i just need to go before we leave out for the day that way i feel better about it so that's something that hangs hard over jamal is the poop anxiety when i travel and what is the longest stretch of time you've ever not gone for oh god well in japan i was literally uh concerned it was almost <laughs> like at four days when we kind of had first Ooh. gotten there and i was just like i don't know why and it, it just compounded and made it worse and worse and worse and worse up until like I didn't get like any constipation pains or anything like that. It was just all like mental in my head of like, one, I haven't gone. What's wrong? And two, well, <laughs> shit, I don't want to start this day right now. Like I haven't even gone. Is it going to hit me in the middle of like nowhere and I won't have a bathroom? So that's a real thing. That's my confession, Kim. There have been a trip or two where, you know, I've done all of this planning and sometimes when you work like a busy week beforehand and just like everything's starting to pile up and you're just kind of feeling like the pressure of like your personal life and then you have this trip coming like there's been times where I'm like should I just cancel this trip and just like sleep for four days really yeah it's happened like more than once I would probably say at least two or three times where I've like genuinely considered canceling a trip just because I just felt like I just wanted to rest and knowing that when we're on trips, we kind of go, go, go. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've publicly said that at any point in time. It's okay, Britt. You can admit it. You know what's so funny <laughs> that she's saying this and it's kind of angers me. I don't want to say we got in an <laughs> argument yesterday, but we were just kind of like talking about it because I tell her all the time, like sometimes like, I mean, I still love traveling. I'm not at the level of where you've kind of already said before Kim where your travel trajectory is at in terms of like mm -hmm. you know not wanting to do it as much I still want to travel but Brittany always tries to fit something in on a free weekend I'm just like dude chill like I need to chill and here she is this is her confession and she gave me major <laughs> shit yesterday during that conversation about my feelings so Aww. I'm gonna remember this and this is now gonna <laughs> be it's recorded. It's so. recorded. It is recorded. But you know what? I've always powered through and I've always been like, oh, my God. Sometimes I like get there and I'm like, this is what I needed. I didn't mm -hmm. need a rest. Like, this is what I needed. I needed to be on this trip. I needed it's to take it. It's always worth like it when you go. But if you are feeling that way, you should follow suit and try not to book trips back to back. I feel like we were just in Banff and now I'm here in San Diego. I went to a wedding. It's like frazzle dazzled, like getting mm -hmm. off work and packing and unpacking and laundry. And it's just like maybe more than one week in between your trips. Yeah. And we have slowed down some like last year, I think we took 22 trips in 2022. And this year um, <laughs> we're more down to like one trip a month. And so that has been more manageable, I would say. I'm getting old. I mean, I said this as soon as uh -oh. I hit, I, as soon as I hit 30, I said, I felt it. Although, you know, we give, 
shit to you, Kim. We know this, but that's because your height <laughs> game after 30 has gotten to like a level where I'm just like, I could still well, handle that. If you saw me last night, you oh, wouldn't yeah. be talking. Oh, I saw your story. <laughs> so I know that you were up to no good. And I mean that in a good way. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you rallied on through. So I, I know it's capable and you're capable of it. So I have a question for you guys. If we were to book a gate one trip and put it, put out an open invitation to all of our squaddies, what location would you pick and why? Colombia or Egypt. Why those ones? Colombia, because I feel like it's a little sketchy and I want to go with gate one and it's only like 800 bucks. So it's very affordable. And Egypt, because it's absolutely gorgeous. I also want to go on a guided tour with that one because the language barrier and I've heard, you know, this or that. And and also I want to be toured to like the ruins and you can go on the Nile River and it, it just mm-hmm. sounds like it'll be an epic gate one trip. It does sound like it. And I don't disagree with the reasons you gave. But I don't know. Did you miss the part where she said the open invitation with, with the squatties? squatties? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. squatties are welcome on any trip, but I feel like any gate one trip, it's even better. It's like we'll book the whole bus. All 30 people will be <laughs> our crew. And you think those places would be good places for squatties to join in on for the reasons you mentioned too? If they, you know, get going by ruins like I do, they're going to love Egypt. And I just think Colombia would be a party. I think Colombia for the kind of like party aspect, Egypt, because it's like an exotic place, no doubt. You're going to get a lot of cool stuff. And if somebody hasn't traveled, one, you're safe on that guided tour. And two, you know, at the same time, kind of that exotic place that will get those preconceived notions of certain things out of your head if you were to experience it in the right way. So I think those are good ones. Yeah. What about you guys? I would pick Turkey or Jordan. Jordan. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a walking tour that has my eye on it. And so a little bit more active than some of just like the normal tours. So I feel like it says that you're going to have to walk at least three to five miles a day, which I feel like we do anyways while we're on trips. But I feel like the walking tour through Petra and just being able to see all of the ruins in that area and like really like immerse yourself in it would be really, really cool. And then Turkey, because I hear the food's really good. It's really cheap. And then the hot air balloon situation Mm -hmm. would be really cool as well. And a lot of people are intimidated to go to the Middle East. And so I feel like on a guided tour, inviting Swatties, it's like, you know, going to be a really great situation overall. So those would be my picks. I would probably say Turkey as one of them for me just as well. I think that was a really good one, Brittany. And that one was kind of like on my mind, but wasn't necessarily going to be the first. But now that you say that, I wholeheartedly agree with it. I think that would be a really good one. And you just hear everybody who's gone to Turkey and they have nothing but good things to say when they come back from it. So I would say that. And then... I would probably go with a gate one that hit multi countries in Europe because I feel like, you know, and I say this because of kind of like our generation and age. And there's always that thought of like, oh, backpacking through Europe. And even though like it wouldn't be something if the squaddies came, we're like backpacking. It's still that adventure of going to one country to the next and kind of gives that kind of communal vibe. So I would say anything that kind of hit like a three, four country, uh, you know, little tour with gate one in Europe would be a real solid. I agree. Like the Adriatic coast that you guys did. I was thinking that too. Like that was a really cool one. And squaddies would love that one. Well, I have a question, of course, then for you ladies, you know, reflecting on past trips that we've taken together, you know, which specific place or activity stands out as the most memorable and why? And memorable is the more key thing, not necessarily favorite, but activity or place being memorable. It's really tough, babe. 
I tried to come in with a, one that makes us think, a real thought provoker. <laughs> well, I have a silly one. We were in Mexico City. We went to a Costco and we were just vibing off of the little mini donut machine mm -hmm. that you don't see that everywhere. And so we just were obsessed with this Mexico City Costco. That was really funny. I will always remember that. You know, it just came up the other day, too, where on that same trip, the, we ordered 16 tacos. And, <laughs> and he said, you want them in this moment? Yes. In this moment? Yes, we want all 16 in this moment. We're going to eat them all. In fairness, it was only Zane and I who went down to request them from the front desk who ordered it from like a local taqueria. So I didn't know if he realized it was for four people or not. <laughs> so he probably thought like, who are these gringos here eating about like eight tacos each? You want them all now? Yeah, that is uh, something that stands out. You know, I am going to go ahead and say something that really stands out for me as being memorable. This will be going back to the, the China trip that I still say was probably favorite international squad. It's one of those things where, you know, China is in its developing of like East meets West, so to speak, in terms of its like advancement. But a lot of places still have the old traditional like squat toilets, but everywhere that's new is getting the more clearly Western style toilets where you sit. And this was not my first time in my travels ever encountering a squat toilet, but it was my first time ever encountering the signs that showed do not stand and squat on the seating toilets and things <laughs> like that. And I'll always, always just remember that as like, they need the instructions because it's new. Like, it's not even a bad thing to say it. It's just new, a different concept. And they have to be told, no, 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 this isn't how you use this. Whereas it's so obvious to us because it's something that we're used to. So that's really memorable to me just standing out. It is so memorable that wherever we see that sign, we take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we take a picture of it and we'll always think and back to China. I think for me, one of the most memorable moments we've had was when we were in Ecuador and we were in the Amazon and we did that little hike and the guides were showing us like every single plant and how it has a different use. And they were showing us like in practical ways too. Like he was like, oh yeah, we kind of use these for scissors. And we literally took one of Jamal's shirts that had like a tag on the inside and we used it to cut like the tag off. And it was just a really cool, informative hike. And we ended it by rafting down the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And we got to, like, jump in it and, like, swim and use a traditional raft. And was it the most fun I've ever had? No. But I feel like that whole experience was very memorable. Even more so because you topped it off by eating a giant-ass Amazonian bug. Mm, yes. See? I almost forgot about that. That was a good memory to pull from memory. That was a good memory to pull from, Brittany. And actually, I'm really jealous. I didn't think about that as my answer because now that you're saying that, that is actually a really, really good one. But nonetheless, you know, that's the one of the beautiful things about travel is, you know, sometimes it may not even be the place that's your favorite, right? And that's kind of why I put that question that way. But something will always stand out as like being memorable. And I just love that. One more question for you all. What do you hate about travel? Packing. 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 I fucking hate it. You know, Brittany, because of her work schedule and a lot of things, working evenings, etc., and in general before she had that schedule of, uh, you know, work hours, she would sometimes like pack before, but I fucking hate packing because it's like, all right, one, it's a chore. 
Two, I always feel like, well, shit, I need to do laundry now. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I need to iron it. And that's the most I ever really do kind of like ironing at all. Because normally when I wash clothes at home for regular use, unless it's like one or two things, I don't iron it. But I will always iron it before it goes in a suitcase because we were just talking about this earlier. Packing cubes or not, or however you fold it, it's always going to end up a little bit more wrinkled in a suitcase versus I could just shake it out and put it on a hanger and then it stays right, you know, and it's not as bad. So it's a whole to do. I hate, hate, hate packing. Worst thing about travel. I hate how dirty you feel after a flight, especially a long haul flight. Mm -hmm. I feel like the day of or the night before I wash my hair and like you feel like you're gonna look cute on the flight and then I get off the flight looking like a fucking <laughs> disgusting creature <laughs> every single time. Yeah, the last flight I was on coming back from Banff United and I could have swore it was Peter from The Bachelor was the pilot on the intercom. I never got to see him, but I'm glad I didn't because I was looking at myself and I was like, I look absolutely disgusting. I do not want to meet Peter from The Bachelor right now. <laughs> And I feel like that all the time. If, if it's a short flight, not so much. But like, I feel like anything over like six to eight hours or inter more international, it's just like, how do I end up looking this way? So greasy. Yeah. Where does it come from? And then you just like don't feel your best either. Like your skin's dry. Your mouth is dry because you're not hydrating enough. So anyways, that's what I hate. Good one. And I hate that too. And I hate everything about the actual travel portion of getting to a destination. I hate airports. They're so crowded. I hate TSA. <laughs> I actually had to go through regular TSA on this last leg I went on because Louie doesn't have TSA pre. You could have left him. It was like a war zone in there. There's <laughs> dogs sniffing you. You have to walk side by side. They're like, take your shoes off and you're this. And I was like, oh my God, this is how it goes. It's crowded. There's They use the lines and you hurry up to get on the plane and then you're smushed in there and it's uncomfortable. And if I could just transport myself there, that would be a dream. Mm -hmm. I know what you mean. Which actually brings up the fact that Delta had my birthday wrong in their system. And so when I was booking trips with Delta, they weren't uh, giving me my TSA pre because it didn't match what was on Ooh. my uh trusted traveler number and so I was like why am I not getting my TSA pre on my tickets Jamal was getting them we were booking under the same reservation why am I not getting them and then they were like oh we have your birthday wrong and then I had even tried to correct it in the system and it changed it back to the wrong birthday and so I had to like go in person and like make them correct it in their system so it would save it was so annoying so I totally get that but my last question for you guys is what is your travel pet peeve that you see other people doing while you're on a trip? And I'll start with mine. <laughs> Since you guys are looking like you don't have one quite yet. I hate when you're on an airplane and you land and people start shoving to get into the aisle like it's a fucking race to get off the plane. Like that just like... Can you just give me a moment to gather my stuff and get off in an orderly manner? Like, why is everyone standing up at the same time and like pushing and shoving to get into the aisle? Well, not only that, I feel like if you're in front, you have the right of way, right? Regardless of if you have to reach up to the top, grab your luggage, pull it down, etc. There's no reason unless somebody is trying to catch a flight and it's kind of known like short transfer time to get through. But I've noticed this happen a lot more lately, and that was actually as I was pondering it, Brittany, and you jumped in to give your answer right away, something I was thinking. But it's like, if you're right behind me, and then I have to push my way out to prevent you from bypassing me, and then you give me the ugly look like I did something wrong, I'm like, no, bitch, 
you need to step behind. I'm in front of you. Yeah, that is a big pet peeve of mine. I can't stand it. If you're one of those people, like, you know, Plain I don't even want to say what Plain I think should Maul's happen. going to be throwing elbows pretty soon. No, I don't even want to throw out what I think should happen to people like that. It's just like, where's common courtesy, you know? Big, good answer, Brittany. Big pet peeve of mine also. This one might hurt some feelings, but my pet peeve is people wearing pajamas. Hmm. I just don't like it. I think you look messy. I mean, I don't wear pajamas on flights, but like I will wear leggings. Like the flannel PJ pants. Yeah, I will. And not. your hair is all messy and you look crusty. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't know. I don't know. That's not a bad one. Oh, man. Well, Brittany had a really good answer. I kind of want to piggyback off of that, but I'm not going to Ooh, do that. I know one that you might have. Well, say it and I'll tell you if that's what's on the forefront of my mind. Okay. You don't like when people leave their seat reclined during meal service. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a given. That's a given. Like, that's another thing. Like, where's your courtesy? I guess the First old- of all, who's getting meal service these days? Well, on an international flight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we just had some on uh, British Airways on our way to Spain and back. <sighs> it's been years since I've had meal service. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. three meals, Kim. It's, it, it's still a thing. <laughs> Unless some international airliners don't do meal service. I think one time you flew to what? Norway or somewhere just in transit on one of those uh, airlines and they didn't have like meal to service. To Italy. Yeah, but which airline was it? It was like Scandinavian. Norwegian, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't have it. I, Brittany's dad just went to Ireland. Um, and then what, what is their carrier that they use for Ireland? Aer Lingus. He, they said they didn't have meal service flying from like the U S so That's a pet some piece. international airlines are doing that. But for the most part, you know, if you're flying over the ocean, you're still getting it. I would just say my general pet peeve is lack of courtesy. So it comes from the seat. It comes from, you know, reclining the seat during meal service, What you said to like, yeah, pajamas, but those type of people too are probably the ones making the plane their own home, putting their feet up in between the <laughs> seats, doing stuff. You know what Brittany had mentioned earlier. So just the lack of general etiquette when you're traveling, I would say is my biggest pet peeve. I guess for me, my final question that I have for you ladies kind of still going with that thought provoking is what's one of the most surprising cultural experiences that you've had while we've traveled? Mm. I think for me, it was being in Florence, Italy on Easter and being a part of the huge gathering they have in front of the Duomo, the fireworks going off. It was a really cool experience. That is a really cool experience. I don't know. Do you have one, Jamal, that you want to share before I chime in? You know, even though this is my question, I didn't even know the answer that I have for it. And I was kind of really going to wing it as we go. But even though there's probably better cultural things like culturally of the country itself, I would say more in a generality, my favorite cultural experience is eating the local cuisine in international places because I feel like that's one of the best ways that you can actually experience a culture is through their food. It's like, why is that their national dish? Why is this the main dish? Why is this the main ingredient in all of their dishes? And you kind of really get that history of the country, of the culture, through food. So I guess mine would be the cuisine experience is my favorite cultural experience about traveling. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good one, Jamal. I would have to agree with you on that. But I also do like experiencing things in other cultures, like just even beyond food, their drinks or, you know, like doing traditional things that they do. Like in um, Morocco, I did a traditional hammam. That was pretty cool to see how they do that and it was definitely an experience of itself if you haven't listened already we have it in our morocco episode and it's hilarious 
All right. We want to rapid fire some of our top travel hacks. We have tons of episodes on travel hacks, but four travel hacks from each of us real quick. Jamal, what are your top four? Oh, my top four travel hacks would be choosing a travel credit card that fits your traveling lifestyle and just making it work for you. You know, when we were just on BAMP, Charlotte, honorary squad member friend who was with us, she was saying for how much she travels, she doesn't even have a travel credit card and she knows she's missing out on like a lot of the perks that she could get if she was actually using it. So I would say that's a travel hack in and of itself is just finding the right card and using it wisely. And another one, whenever possible, I guess this goes back to one of my favorite products, collapsible cooler, but utilizing a collapsible cooler or your refrigerators in your rooms, getting your stuff, you know, for breakfast on the go. Not only does it save money, it saves time, right? You could get fruit, you could get drinks, you could get yogurt, etc. cetera. Uh, put that all in there and utilizing that. So I would say that's a solid travel hack to save time and money. Additionally, I get not really a hack, but something you should do if you're a frequent traveler, because I always hear people ask us all the time, well, what do you do when you travel internationally for like internet or data? I'm just like, where are you? Get on the T-Mobile game. If you have the right T-Mobile plan, that's not even very expensive. It has unlimited text internationally and pretty much in every country that you're probably going to go to in the world, at least five gigabytes of high-speed data, which is sufficient for you when you're out and about and not in your hotel room to just feed off of that Wi-Fi. Unless you're Kim. Unless you're Kim. She, hey. she, she ran it through. She ran it through real fast. Uh, but I don't know if she was connecting to the Wi-Fi when we were in the rooms. Maybe she was, wasn't. But kind of drained on her a little bit fast there. But nonetheless, it's still really good. And so when people ask it of me, I'm just like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I don't do anything. I, I have it. So that's a good travel hack if you're going international. And of course, always, always just kind of like research mass transit whenever you're going to uh, a new city. If they have a subway, not memorize their subway line, but look where you're going. What's the closest station to my hotel that I'm staying at? Just kind of remember or write down, this is where I need to go. Download those apps that um, will tell you, well, I'm going from this station to this station, etc. Also, you know, as a good example, when we were in London, Tokyo, Spain, they all have systems in place to where if you're a traveler you can buy an unlimited use pretty much of their subway metro system for a flat rate and if you're going to be using it a lot it's going to save you money so just doing those research and i would say those are my top four my top hacks for this year are tell the hotel it's your anniversary i've gotten free champagne free chocolate covered strawberries free room upgrades just by simply saying it's my anniversary when it may or may not have been <laughs> good one Another travel hack, I think all of mine are centered around saving money in some way, but this one is if you are going somewhere, like for example, on our Banff trip, I, instead of booking a trip from Calgary back to Austin, I booked it from Calgary to Denver, had a layover in Denver, and then I booked from Denver to Austin. So book two legs on your trip versus just one. If it will save you money, do your research and check into it because for me it did. I got the one leg of the trip with points, I paid for the other leg, it saved me a ton of money and it will do you as well. Another hack to save money is when you're buying experiences, go ahead and buy one of the tickets directly from the company and then see what comes in on your receipt. I've noticed that there's often like a 10%, 20% discount code on your receipt. So if you're needing to buy for a group, buy the one ticket, get the discount code and then buy the rest. That's a real solid one, Kim. I think you mentioned that one before, and that's one that we haven't put into practice yet, at least for me and Brittany, and I really want to pay attention to doing that because, of course, we're always buying for two, mm -hmm. you know, 
And then obviously always look for discount codes before you purchase just Mm -hmm. the name of the company plus discount code. And then my last tip, and it's a good one. It's an obvious one, but it's a good one. Look on TikTok for the destination that you're going to. There's so many good videos out there for inspiration, things to do, places to eat, experiences that you just will not find on Google. Those are great tips, both of you. Mine right now, I love hiking. And so if you guys don't have the All Trails Pro, definitely get that. It allows you to download the trail offline so that you can see if you're on track. There's been so many times in the past where we've gotten lost. I mean, when we were in Kings Canyon, we ended Mm -hmm. up doing a 16 mile trek and not seeing fallen Goliath. And we didn't know where we were, when it was going to end. And that was kind of crazy. And since getting all trails plus or pro, they changed the name of it recently. It's only like it ends up being $3 a month or like $36 for the whole year. It's not bad at all. And with as much hiking as I do, it's totally worth it. We used it a lot on our Banff trip recently. Another tip of mine is to always relook and rebook flights, hotels, and rental cars. There's like even just this week, I rebooked our rental car. Previously, it was like over 200. It started at $230. Then it dropped to 195 And more recently this week, it dropped to 171 So over the time that I booked it, which was within this last month, we've saved at least $50 just on that. And when you see the incrementally small ones, it's like, is it worth rebooking? But when you add it all up, you're like, oh, that's actually 50 bucks. Like that will get us like a meal or a drink or whatever. Save that money. Money's money. Another thing too is always download offline maps, especially if you're going to national parks or international, you'll be able to get around the town that you're going to drive where you need to go, do the things that you need to do while accessing the map, especially if you don't have data or you're trying to preserve the data that you have on your phone. And lastly, earning companion pass with Southwest. I know a lot of people are Southwest haters. We are Southwest lovers Mm -hmm. to free bags, you know, and you can change and do all sorts of stuff with your Southwest tickets. So anytime Southwest has the companion fares available through the credit card, we definitely try to apply to the credit card to earn that. And we end up getting free travel companion for like, at least six months, sometimes a year, sometimes more, depending on what they're currently offering. We currently have it right now where Jamal has the, well, I have the companion pass. So Jamal's getting all of his flights just for the cost of the taxes, which is 1120 round trip. Amazing. I would say we each came up with a solid four hacks for you squatties on that one. If you're using them, great. If you haven't put those to practice yet, be sure to do so because we love these and they are time and money savers. We've had a ton of good episodes over the last four years. So I wanted to ask you guys, and I'm curious, what has been your favorite international trip episode? I would say for me, Japan. I think it was a really funny two-part episode. We covered so much while we were in Japan. And our Japan itinerary is actually our bestseller as well. It is. So... You guys must love it too, and you guys must be inspired to be taking the trips. Even though I didn't go on this trip, Africa is one of my favorite episodes. It's also a two-parter. It was just such a fun trip to hear about. There's a really funny story in there about the saving grace of the airplane blanket. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For the lady I had to sit to next to on a 16-hour flight that had unmistakably the worst BO I've ever smelt in my life. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, for both of you ladies, like, 
I'm again pulling a typical Jamal. I'm going to give two, and my two happen to be Japan, and they happen to be those Africa ones just as well. So if you haven't listened to those ones, they're real solid episodes in terms of the stories, the tips, but most importantly, they're just fucking funny episodes mm-hmm. with lots of good stuff in there that'll make you laugh along the way. And what about U.S. trip? You know, recently we put out and recorded the Asheville episode, and I feel like we had really good banter on that. It's one of my favorite ones that we've done recently, Um, because I feel like a lot of the times when we're asked these questions, we go way far back. Like we remember the China, the Africa, things that happened quite a long time ago. But Asheville is a city that everyone can enjoy. There's really good food, really good brews, hiking nature, city, barbecue, and even though you weren't there on that trip, Kim, I feel like we had a really good jive recording that episode and I really like it. I feel the same way about Savannah. It was on that same trip, although I left before you guys went to Asheville. Savannah was such a good time. Mm -hmm. The episode was really good. Like it was such a surprising city, such a good time. And it definitely comes through in the episode. We were just talking about the fried green tomatoes we had in Savannah. I don't think I've had any better since. I don't think I've had any since. I need them. I know. With those fried green tomatoes. Oh, my God. And sorry, typical Jamal again. Can't choose one. I got Chicago. I got Hot Springs. And I got Bryce National Park listed on there. And I know we have a... What's our favorite National Park episodes coming up, uh, you know, (laughs) next on the the questions. And I listed two in Hot Springs and Bryce. But I don't consider them to be National Park episodes, even though they are, because they were just fun trips with, like, really great stories attached to it, too. So in that sense of like U.S. adventure, like even though, yes, we talk about them as national parks, of course, Chicago is not. But I would say those ones are my top U.S. ones. Very good episodes. And then so you mentioned National Park. What would you say is your favorite National Park episode? Sequoia and Kings Canyon. And that was a one episode one. So even though I'm giving two, I'm not trying to pull a typical Jamal again and like (laughs) giving multiple answers on it. And I know what Brittany just said about like, oh, we hearken back to some like older ones. And this is one of our older ones, if not maybe our first like National Park episodes that we had, if I remember correctly. But Sequoia and Kings Canyon might be my favorite National Park episodes. Real solid ones. And again, great stories. And I think not that we don't try to tell good stories in all of our, you know, episodes, but they really shine on these ones that I think we're mentioning here collectively of international, U.S., etc. For me, I'd say Mesa Verde. That's a newer one. That was just a trip I was so looking forward to for so long. Ruins and nature and Robin came with us on mm-hmm. that trip. It was a really good trip. We had a great episode come out of it and really inspiring people to see a national park that they may overlook. Another newer one that we recorded too that's a national park is the Acadia National Park up in Maine. I really loved that episode. It was centered around a birthday trip I had planned for myself. We covered so much in those two days. The park was beautiful and the Gateway City Bar Harbor was so cute, so quaint, so amazing. I loved it there. Would definitely go back there as well. So I really like that episode. And we've been doing more guest interviews over the last year. So what would you say was one of your favorite or most interesting guest interviews that we did? I think with Kathleen Petticord with Live and Invest Overseas, I learned so much from her and Leaf, and it's a dream of mine to retire abroad. And I just really enjoyed their energy and what they have to offer. And I even signed up for their email subscriptions as well. So I really enjoyed that interview with them. I would say for me, one of my favorite ones of our guests were going to be 
Alex and Elise from Here and Now Travel. It's just so inspirational. You know, they're kind of like our age. They started, we, we keep talking about like, oh, we're going to have squatty trips, meet up, start kind of doing guided stuff. And here they are kind of our age creating a travel company where they've done just that. And even though anybody of any age can go, it's geared towards a certain demographic of age, etc. kind of a little bit smaller tour. So you get to be really intimate and kind of going back to what I was saying about, you know, what to Brittany's question, what gate one, one would we want to do where we have people uh, joining us? And I kind of gave, you know, Europe multiple places. Well, here they are with their own travel company kind of doing just that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kim? I really enjoyed our recent conversation with Brian from Furnished Finder. I thought it was really interesting that there's this whole market emerging for midterm travel, one month, two months, three months. I love the business side of it. I'm very interested in going down that route one day sooner or later. And he was just a great conversation with him. I just talked to my mom about Furnished Finder. We're going to be posting her house up on it. Oh, really? Yeah, a room in her house on it. Um, She just sent me pictures while we were recording, actually. Very cool. So, you know, we've talked about the last four years, but what do we have planned for year five? We have been making merch on Etsy and we've kind of been getting our footing there and exploring that. And I think there's going to be a lot more of that to come more targeted for our squatties and just really carving out our niche in the merch section. That and what we've been talking about, too, and just kind of hinted upon it a couple of times, hiking meetups. We've been wanting to do that. We plan to do it. We've heard from a lot of you squatties saying, like, if you're going to be in this area, like, let us know because we kind of want to meet up, do something. So we're trying to get something together where we can say, hey, we're all going to be here on this date. We're going to be doing this hike, this national park or maybe not national park, whatever. doesn't really matter. So the hiking meetups and let's put it into fruition this year for year five. We've also talked about hosted weekend trips as well to like a destination. We've been kind of playing with where would be somewhere cool. Would it be Hot Springs? Would it be Boise? Would it be Joshua Tree and the surrounding like area? So let us know what you're kind of feeling, what you're thinking. We also have some trips planned for this next year as well. We're planning on going to Bali, possibly West Virginia. Looks like, are you going on a cruise? My family wants to take a cruise, so it might be doing that. I'm also really going to try to get the permits for Havasupai Falls this year. They've kind of been delayed since COVID, but they're starting to let tourists back in. And so people that had their permits have now used their permits. And so they're going to be going back up and... We'll see. Very nice. But just to the West Virginia, real, real quick, you know, we talked about it earlier um, and you said it when we're talking about the trajectory of the podcast, West Virginia, Brittany and I have already been there. Now we're talking about going as a squad, going back to the national park, whitewater rafting, because we've had a company reach out to us that wants us to kind of feature their location. And they've offered us the opportunity to go out. Our schedule is just so busy with everything that we have during the appropriate time to do that whitewater rafting. So I I just want to kind of like throw that out there too, that that may be down the pipe simply because, you know, people are letting us know they, they want us to talk about their company, their tours and things that they're doing. And we're so excited about that. And we're going to do more of those. If you have a company, travel related company, and you want to get some press for it, some airtime, we do social media, we put it on the episode. So if you have something that you think we'd be interested in, then feel free to email us. And I know this has been a little bit longer of an episode than we've been putting out a little bit lately. So kind of want to wrap this up, but don't want to go too fast, but kind of fast about it. Let's circle back around to what we talked about earlier on those giveaways for our squatties. How do they enter and what are they getting, ladies? We can't have a four-year anniversary episode without giving away not one, not two, not three, but four prizes to four lucky winners and what's included in it. 
We are giving away an honorary squatty koozie, which super cute. We have them in regular can size or slim can size. And we'll also give away an itinerary of your choice. So on the day that this episode airs, go to our Instagram and the post that's live there. The instructions to enter will be right there. Just leave your comment and we will be announcing four winners. Well, it's been an amazing four years, ladies. I can't even believe it. Time has flown by. It's been an amazing trip with you squatties on this. And my mind is just blown, quite honestly. Cheers to your five. It's going to be a wild ride. I can't wait. Thank you, squatties, for tuning into our episode this week. Keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok at Travel Squad Podcast, and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. And stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, squatties. Bye, squatties. Bye, squatties.